Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. So for the past couple of weeks, Coach Evan and myself have been keeping a running note titled, The Unwritten Rules of Surfing. It started off as just three or four rules, but every time we came close to recording, we'd think of another one. Turned into a pretty decent list, so we finally pulled the trigger, and this week we're releasing part one, part two coming out next week. Let's go. All right, this one. This is a good episode. We've been kind of working on this one for a while, and in the meantime, we've seen them pop up every here and there. Uh, other, other, I don't know, publications and accounts and whatever kind of coming up with their own list. But uh, the unspoken rules of surfing, you know, and, and uh, I think this is the reason we have this list. We came up with this is because surfing is full of these subtle little cultural nuances. These little things that well, when I was a Grom, you don't learn unless someone's screaming at you because you did it wrong. Um, now it's popping up a little more here and there, and, and including our, our episode we're going to give you, we're going to hit you with, um, starting with part one today. But yeah, you know, like there's just a lot of rules in surfing that aren't written down in black and white anywhere, and we want to try and, and make them a little bit more clear for you so you can have a little bit more of a, uh, a sensitivity to surf culture. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, like this is this is a shout out to Uncle Ant and my and my uncles in general. Just like I was so lucky to have real real surfers in my life to to clue me into these little nuanced cultural things. Like like you said, things that really kind of make you stick out like a sore thumb like you don't know what's going on if if you're not if you're not doing or in the know on some on some of these little topics so let's get into it and and that first one that's that's why i was bringing up uncle ant because you know he's he's one of those guys and so is uncle chris like if you have your gear if if you load up your truck and you go down to the beach and even if you didn't have a board, if you had some swim fins, you better be getting in the water. Like it's just all about water time. And we, we know this to be true. So, you know, just, just be that type of person who's not making excuses and who's getting in the water every single chance they get. Yeah, I mean, so I remember one time it was Owen, O-Dog, uh, great surfer, rides all kinds of equipment. Um, but I was suited up in my wetsuit and I got down to the beach and I looked at the surf and it I don't know what happened it, it, the, the wind came on shore something happened and I was like, oh Kind of lost a little of my fire And he's like, well, you got your wetsuit on you can't take your wetsuit off dry. That's sacrilege <laughs> You know and in the same vein, you know of just being like 
you got everything you need to go surf, go surf. Like, don't let your expectations stop you from surfing. It, it, it would be such a, I mean, if that's really how it went, then you're not going to be surfing quite, quite a bit, actually. Right, right. And, the, and that's such a huge pillar. If you're ever going to work with us, like, we're going surfing. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you schedule with us, don't plan on a cancellation, even if the wind's howling and and there's nobody in the parking lot. We'll be like celebrating. We'll be ready to rock and roll. So <laughs> so bring it. Um, bring bring that. You know, that attitude like it's it's always a good day to get in the water as long as it's safe. Then we're out there. Right. Right. And how many times we say it all the time, but how many times do you do like kind of force it you have this attitude you know you're supposed to you get out there and you're like holy shit it's a lot better than i thought you know it it, like it turns out to be one of your better sessions you get more waves uh than you were thinking you would or you you had a little breakthrough so it's it's for that reason too that you got to just get out there because a lot of times what you see and what's going to be is two different things yeah and you just gotta you gotta prove it sometimes to yourself you know that Mm. that you do that you want it that you love this thing that you call yourself a surfer and and even when everybody else is sitting at home you still go out there have a good time get some exercise all that stuff i remember uncle your your point of oh we already got our wetsuit on when i was living up with uh uncle anth and we we pulled up to the to the parking lot and we were we had already got our suits up like up to our waist and this fisherman pulls up in his truck and he's like i swear on my mother's grave i've been seeing like a big old fin right off the beach for the last like week and i'm like oh no i'm like that's the best excuse not to surf i've ever heard of in my life i'm like and so i'm looking at uncle ant and he looks at the guy and he goes well we already got our wetsuits on and i'm like no i guess we're gonna die so the whole so the whole time i was just keeping uncle ant like on the outside of me i stayed on the inside of him the whole time and i would like it was it was breaking really close to the beach so i would like Stand on the beach, see a little set coming in. I'd run, I'd slide out, get a little wave, and ride it all the way onto the shore and jump off. <laughs> but like he just, if 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 I got in the water that day, I'm pretty much getting in the water any other day because that's not yeah, going to yeah. be the case. Uh, that's great. I remember that story. I love that. Um, all right, number two, we got for you: unspoken rules of surfing is the lineup rotation okay and you know one of the points i have for myself and my notes is just like one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode is because so many of these rules are being broken over and over that you now if you start surfing you're never going to learn them like you can go to almost any surf spot and not realize that this rule exists but there is a rotation in a proper lineup that exists and it means that every surfer out there is keeping track of who's getting what waves to some extent or another, I realize it gets harder in crowded, you know, really crowded conditions, but you're keeping track. If you just got, a, at least of yourself, if you just got a wave, you don't go passing up all these people who, who are sitting there waiting for a wave and go pick off another one, you know? And, and you gotta have this like awareness to, to hand off a wave, to cheer someone in, to encourage the rotation. If they don't have the, 
you know, the gumption to, to do it themselves. Cause I get it. A lot of people feel kind of like, I don't know, shy, not shy, but just timid, timid about, yeah. yeah, about being in the lineup. So like sometimes it falls on the better surfers to encourage that rotation and make it happen. And, you know, again, the gray area, summer lineups getting super crowded, overrun with kooks who are just showing up for the first session of the year and you've been surfing all year. There is a little bit of uh, like an entitlement. There is a little, you know, one of our later unspoken rules is that surfing is a sport of kings. So there is a, a pecking order. Um, that being said, though, you do need to really think about lineup rotation, look at who's out there, be aware. Is it women? Is it children that are sitting there in a, in a, you know, just feeling like they're getting taken advantage of? Then hoot them into a wave, get them a wave. I, you know, I just, I think that, you know, that's a, that's a really noble unspoken rule to, to follow. Yeah. Just, just like you said, just like hoot every, every session you should be at least like hooting, giving up, hooting somebody into a wave. Like it's going to change your session. It's going to, you'll be known as that surfer in the water that people like to surf around instead of mm. just going out there like the rest of the surfing population. Oh, I only got one hour to surf. I'm going to get mine. Screw you. And mm. like, I don't know what to say. There's too many people out here to, to, you know, just make all these excuses. And, and this does talk to something that we're always preaching is go surf by yourself, go down the beach and surf by yourself or with just a couple friends and be like, Oh, remember that thing that the coaches were talking about? Let's, let's try to just run this like a proper lineup. Like you've never had a better surfing experience than surfing with surfers who get this old unspoken rule of surfing. And it's just working like a clock. It's just working perfectly. And nobody's, hassling anybody for waves every time your buddy's up all you're doing is off the shoulder looking at them studying them hooting them in and it's and and then they're doing that to you and giving you the space that you need just to to give give it your best go and it's just a it's a beautiful thing when it's working and and it is really a shame that it's so lost today because it it messes everything up when everybody's just back paddling, back paddling, back paddling, dropping in on each other, all that type of thing. Um, and yeah, it confuses, it confuses the logic of the lineup because the good surfers are doing it because they feel entitled and to an extent where they do it almost maliciously. The bad surfers or the new surfers, I should say, are doing it because they see the good surfers doing it. And they're like, oh, all right, well, I just have to go, you know. Yeah. So they're getting in the way of the good surfers. The good surfers are getting mad. And it just kind of propagates itself. It keeps making the, the thing worse and worse and worse. Everybody's just trying to get theirs. And everybody has this reason why they're doing it. Because I'm so good and I've been here for so long. Because that guy is so good and he's been here for so long. Well, they wouldn't know that. But... Um, he's doing it, so I should do it, you know, and just everything in between. Um, it, it really, you know, so much of like having a good session is the vibes in the lineup. It's not just how good the waves are. That's kind of like the bonus when the waves are good. But one of the ways to keep the vibes high is to have this rotation. And it really is a memorable session when you're like, oh, so-and-so got that wave and then I got this wave. And just like your memory of the session was so like generous and 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 it just comes back to you 
And one other point I was just thinking about while you were talking is just, if you want to get a lot of waves, it's one of these counterintuitive concepts. If you want to get a lot of waves, give a lot of waves. Mm -hmm. People will be happy to see you get a lot of waves if you also give them away. But it's a lot harder to be stoked when someone's getting a lot of waves if they only get a lot of waves and they don't give them away. You know, it's, it's so much more easy to be stoked for a good surfer getting another wave if they just gave away a wave, you know, and you saw them do that. So that's, that's kind of another way to think about it. And a quick, quick point that I think is important is this whole concept of, you know, like you wait your turn, you wait your turn. Now you're at the top of the peak, you know, you're the furthest out and the deepest. And then your wave comes to you and you turn around and you goof the sitting turn and, and, you, and you don't paddle properly and you miss that wave. You might as well just start, you know, you might as well laugh at yourself and then work your way down down the point and that's that was your opportunity and it's up and now you got to wait your turn again and that's just how it is if you miss the if you miss the wave that was your turn and you got to go sit at the end of the line right there's no unlimited tries here oh you have a good story about this one why don't you kick us off with the noise in the lineup unspoken rule <laughs> uh, where are we? okay noise in the lineup oh my gosh well everybody who knows me knows i'm a I'm a pretty big hooter out there, <laughs> you know, not as big as Uncle Freestyle, but I'm, you know, especially when the surf's good, you know, and especially when I was, when I was younger, like all of our friends knew it, like nobody has heard a louder, like crew of surfers than my brother, Uncle Chris, and some of our friends, like when, when the surf is good. Um, but this, this session was in Montauk and it was it was definitely up to that date you know probably the most quality um uncrowded surf I'd ever seen and uh and I was losing it I was just <laughs> I was losing it I was surfing like a 76 single fin without a leash on and there wasn't a drop of water out of place and it was like double overhead um and I was, I remember hooting like so loud that I could hear my hoot like reverberating off of the, the set wave like outside of me. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm on one, but I'm like so unapologetic. I'm having the best time. And everybody else is kind of like, ooh, a little kind of freaked out and on the wrong boards and not going. And I, and I was pretty much like, I was doing laps. There was only like, three people out there who were actually getting waves. And then there was a bunch of people like on the inside on short boards, just kind of sitting there like paddling for waves. And it was just so clear. There was no, no way in the world they were actually going to get a wave. Um, so anyways, some of the local boys were getting pretty eggy, you know, they didn't really know me. I was pretty random at that point. Um, like my first year, year round stay in Montauk. Um, so anyways, like I, I did a lap and I like, I was paddling next to back out past them, like looking at them, like, what are you guys doing down here? <laughs> the peak is way up there. And there's only like three people sitting out there 
and it's for the taking and this is the best surf that you're ever gonna get so let's go um and then like or i would sit there with them for a little bit and they'd miss like whatever the the set that came through and then i just paddle back out so anyways i'm hooting i'm having too much fun getting too many waves and then i'm paddling back out and this this ball just comes and just stacks up right in front of me i turn around and it was like ripping offshore so i like put my head down kind of got hung up in the lip for a second and then and then like you know you're getting sprayed in the face you can't see anything and then i ended up like all the way down at the bottom of the wave right in the trough starting to set my rail and then like smack like right across my shins like some other surfer just comes straight down the face like dropping in straight right as i'm setting my rail and just huge yard sale oh blasted um take your shins out take my shins out and somehow some way like i wasn't hurt but i was more just like so stunned i just mm-hmm. couldn't believe what just happened and and more so i was like oh my board's gone you know and i'm out here and uh so like i came up and i looked at the i looked at the guy and i was kind of like and he just like he had this like stern look on his face like unapologetic like got back on his board and i was like oh wait what's going on here and then my attention shifted to my board and i looked at the back of the wave reeling off and this the old single fin spirals up and out of the back in the offshores and I just looked at him and I put my head down and I I just put my head down, swam for the board, got it right before the next giant white water just wrecked me, but I held on to the board. And then um, I, you know, I pretty much, I, I went out and that little pack of guys, I could tell who it was. I went out, I was like, what's going on? They were like, yeah, that's what happens when you get too many waves or something. And they looked at me and they kind of mad dogged me. I was like, oh, that's what's going on here. I was like, the peak's out there. I'll see you out there or something like that. And I just went back out and just kept doing laps all the way around them the whole rest of the session. But um, it got me into some trouble for sure. Yeah, and and I think that the noise just definitely adds to the, it's like, it's like, you know, when you really fight hard to win a game and you lose and then the other team is cheering for themselves and victorious and, and <laughs> you know, it just it rubs it in that much more. So you may have gotten away with it had you not been shouting all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it's just kind of cringe, you know. It's one of those things that for some people out there, it's sanctuary. It's It's time to go be peaceful, connect with nature, really feel life is is good and and you know listen to the birds listen to the waves it's uh you know it's just it just seems easier to be quiet and again if you want to go screaming and shouting go do it down the beach you don't got to go sit in the crowd and and scream but uh yeah it always just kind of went straight through me that one you know like the the shrill cry of a a loud hoot in the lineup you know and i think there's a there's a decibel level you know, there's, we're not saying be stern and silent and, and absolutely, you know, stoic and, and make no noise. There's, there's a threshold and you'll know it when you cross it. You know, when enough people turn their heads to look where that sound came from, that's probably the line of like, 
all right, that was a little loud. <laughs> yeah, there again, there's a time and a place, you know, so you hoot people into a wave, you hoot for your buddy who just got a great barrel or something like that, or, you know, you make a barrel and you <laughs> give yourself a little hoot. But um, again, this, this, was, this is a younger Coach Ev who just had no, you know, no qualms about it. And it definitely, it definitely is kooky. Um, I'll, I'll own that one. And it also goes for like, just bringing like business into the lineup. Like you hear a lot of people just like chatting, like they're in the, in the parking lot, you know, about everything under the sun. And again, that's more back to like, this is, this is a special time for, for people to get away from all that stuff on land and just enjoy nature and, and like your voice travels pretty pretty well out there in the lineup. right right that's what people don't realize i think is how the voice travels so you can speak very subdued and have your conversation with the person who wants to hear you um, but try to to limit it to just that person oh and you know what this is uh, this goes out to all the surf instructors out there too because when you're screaming and hooting on into your student that you just pushed into a wave it kind of rubs the rest of the surfers wrong. So, so you might want to dial that one back as well. <laughs> yeah, and it also gets to the point of like, okay, like now you got to keep that up, a separate point, but it's like, all right, now you set the bar all the way up here for every time someone catches and rides a waves or you get them a wave and they stand up. So then you got to be hooting all every time they do it, which is probably going to be every time if you're pushing them. Uh, it's like, where does it end? <laughs> um, okay, so this one, is this is a really particular one that's getting lost in the day and age of Instagram and and even I think the magazines were the originators of it but even I think they really did try they had this moral battle of like being a magazine a publication with good content but not blowing up surf spots mm -hmm. you know putting the putting the name of the spot on the map you know and little by little we saw this rule get kind of flexed like, okay, well, you can post pictures of the spot, just don't name where it is. Okay, well, you can post pictures of the spot, just don't name, like, the exact spot, you know? But you could say the state, and then it just kind of got narrowed and narrowed in, and it's one of those things where if you know the spot, you know the spot, and, and you don't need to say it. And if you don't need the spot, you don't need to know it. But it's kind of, you know, like, surfing has, like, a, a, a limited resource kind of feel to it. And, you know, if there was... Uh, this might be extreme, but I'll say it anyway. If there was a famine and you found a little morsel of food for your family, you wouldn't go inviting the whole neighborhood. You know, <laughs> you just like, you'd save it. That's kind of a special little morsel you found. You got to like take care of your own. Um, not to get too extreme about it. You know, it's not life or death, but it's just another one of those unspoken rules and why surfers can sometimes get eggy if you're blowing up spots putting it on instagram or you know like they see you live streaming the surf report right from the edge of the water you know at, at at spots that people feel like oh this is a this is the kind of spot you have to know when the conditions are right you know you got to know that this is high tide this swell direction this but now you're just telling everybody come here right now it's working like right. people there's a there's an honor in that and and a reward in being correct about going to the spot that you think might be good you know, so you don't want to just give it away for free. Um, and there's other ways to blow up the spot. Yeah, I mean, and that that makes me think of, you know, this this was like a really steadfast rule back in the day. And that's why there was you had a lot more 
sessions where there was only a handful of people out. And that's the only way you get it is if not everybody's getting to the spot and then hopping on their phones and then texting, you know, their surfing group. Again, this is like there, there's a fine line here. Sometimes you got to just go out and get it to yourself, you know, and and let the other people who are already in the water enjoy a, a special session without, you know, 30 people in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm just like realizing as we talk about it, it's like you can blow up a spot in a lot of ways. Kind of like, you know, what we were saying, like just announcing, calling everybody to come surf, naming spots on Instagram or, or the magazines naming spots where locals have, you know, gotten all upset about, bent out of shape. Um, you know, there's just, it's just sensitive. It's, it's, and, and, and it's just, again, like, it's an unspoken rule because this kind of flexes depending upon the location and depending upon who you tell, you know, if it's people who already know or sent you, you know, but you gotta, you just, if you understand that this rule exists, you'll know how to start being more sensitive to it and, uh, and not roll up to spots with 10 people in your car and, uh, you know, get the stink eye. And there's, there's another way like that's written in our notes here is just like, you know, you show up to the main break and there's already 10 people out there, don't mm. just go paddle out right in, in the pack. Like, give them some time, you know, go surf on the inside or go surf the beach break or do something and, and be respectful of the people in the lineup and give them a little bit of time, you know, instead of just like this, this pack mentality where everybody just sees then you know wherever whatever spot has the most people they think that's the best wave and that's where they should be and they all just paddle out there and, and it just goes it just compounds on itself really quick instead of just spreading out a little bit there's almost always an, another place to go surf that might have a little less quality waves but you get to surf by yourself yeah i i we got to bring this up because it's kind of fun for us to talk about but also just surprising is uh just this past winter when we were surfing with our students in la mission pro surfer damien hobgood shows up and uh paddles out and at first i was like i see them these two surfers walking down the beach and i was like oh no way like they're gonna come right to our peak and for those that know or for those that don't know la mission is a big wide open break and there's a lot of spots to surf as it happened this day it was very obvious where you should be out there there was one little peak working really well but it turned out to be a pro surfer and all of a sudden my my you know my qualms quieted down and i was less upset about it um especially when he said yeah i saw you guys surfing this morning and i figured wow i better let them have it for a couple hours because it looks really good and i was like holy cow a pro surfer saw a bunch of beginners and and two average you know run-of-the-mill surfers like ourselves out there surfing getting waves and even to that like even those people he decided like they should get a couple waves and i just thought that spoke really highly of damien hobgood as a surfer because we always think of surfers as being really good based on how they ride waves which he does really well but that's a characteristic of a surfer is how like those kinds of things what they notice about the lineup oh there's a little pack already on the one peak i want to surf let them have it for a while and then even when he paddled out he stayed off to the shoulder yeah it was like it was really i really was 
surprising. Yeah, really impactful. Like, wow, that's that's how it's done right there. You know, he went and surfed the other side of the peak. He surfed the inside. We were like, no, come out and surf with us. Come surf <laughs> the main peak. We want to see you like take this place apart. And uh, him and his gal who was who was with him, they were just like so respectful, so so fun to surf with, you know. And and you can you can be that person, or you can be the person who just paddles right out goes you know back paddles everybody who's been there goes and sits up at the top and then screams down the line right in front of them you know or or runs them runs them down <laughs> yeah and it just it's one of the you say this a lot but like it's the difference between getting invited to come surf and getting the like the stink eye or worse you know from the group that's out there you can really affect the vibe from one extreme to the other with how you approach the lineup so don't blow up spots that's it all right, shout out to Gavin, yeah, instructor Gavin. Gavin. He, we were just brainstorming this one this winter and, and throwing it out there. And Gavin points his finger up in the air and he goes, don't talk to the man who's taking off the bottom half of his wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to agree. I yeah. was like, yeah, that's the point in the, the disrobing where you just kind of let that surfer do their thing and don't try to engage him in conversation. <laughs> Yeah, have some couth and, and class and just, you know, avert your gaze and, and look somewhere else. Uh, don't do the Papa Blotio and Blotio and, and get the camera out and, and film them or, or try to have a, have a conversation or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, so that was a fun one. We like it. Um, all right, how about this one? This one, uh, you brought it up in the lineup, but you should have been here yesterday. Don't say it. Oh my God, this one kills me. This kills all surfers. Um, I, I think this is like, this one's super classic. It's, it was like in uh, one of endless the summer. first, first endless summers for sure. And uh, it does, it, it, it hurts people in the heart. You know, the, the surfers who weren't here yesterday, it really, it really hurts. And, and again, that's like one of those things just like, keep it down and 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 take whatever you got on the day and uh and and don't talk about that it was spitting tubes the day before you know and now it's like ankle slappers <laughs> yeah this reminds me of one of my greatest role models not just in surfing but in life mike Ederskew, and he said um i think i was kind of lamenting i was like oh man like i'm a grom and i'm like damn it it was good yesterday we should have been here and he looked at me because one of the guys had just told us, you know, waves were really good yesterday, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know, all sour about it. And he goes, Chris, yesterday's sandwich doesn't feed you today. He's <laughs> like, if it was so good yesterday, then why is that surfer back here checking the waves again? You know, and like just reminded me that here we are today. Everybody who surfed yesterday is also here today. Let it go. It's in the past. Yeah unspoken rule right there just don't don't say it at right before it comes out of your mouth just reel it back in and uh <laughs> don't, don't do it yeah 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 all right and we're gonna wrap up part one with this last unspoken rule of surfing and that is quite simply i forgot the surfer maybe you'll remember that said this way back in the day but the best surfer is the one who's having the most fun I love that one. I, I was always uh, kind of picking on one of our one of our buddies, Darren Gertler, who um, who was part of our surf pack in in high school, and he was the one who got us all 
kind of building boards and, sh and shaping uh, and I'd always be kind of harping on him because I, w I was always like a go-getter out there and like wanted to get a bunch of waves and was always trying to get better and, and he was kind of happy just sitting there and watching his buddies go and he'd be like in the, in the spot for the wave of the day and he'd kind of like pretend paddle like and, and miss it and I'd be like what are you doing Daredevil and he would always say like Oh, I have. It's 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 not the guy who's ripping out here the hardest. It's who who's ever having the most fun. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll give that one to you. <laughs> right on. Yeah, and um, it, it, I like it because it it gives perspective. You know, like there's always gonna be a more ripping surfer out there. You know, on the day you're feeling your absolute top form, best surfing you've done, maybe you're feeling like the best surfer out there, there's another day where you'll feel like the least of all, you know, and you're just kooking it left and right and you can't put two and two together. And uh, it's, it's not about that. It's about how, your joy, it's about the journey and enjoying yourself. Yeah, this is a way that you can be a good surfer always, you know, is just have the right attitude, go out there, enjoy yourself you know be motivating to other surfers to get out there and, and have fun and hoot them on and and uh, come out of the water a better person you know that's right that's all right about. well we got a long list here for you guys so we're gonna cut it there call it part one and we'll see you next week you thanks for tuning in you <laughs>